Welcome to the Rice to Ricky Sanchez podcast brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, where Rice to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. 707 Walnut in Philadelphia, always at LLPavorsky.com. My name is Spike Eskin, along with a guy who is not, definitely not going to listen to my four-hour podcast reading all your reviews next week. That is Liberty Ballers' Mike Levin. Morning, Mike. Is that really happening? Are, you, is it, are we there? We're very close. I'll get to it in a second. Frighteningly uh, close. Regretfully close, I think I'd say. The, uh, podcast- I'm going to unsubscribe to the podcast just so I don't get that. <laughs> don't do that. Please, no. Please. I don't want a mass unsubscription uh, movement <laughs> happening. The uh, podcast is available on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, TuneIn. Spotify thing I'm sort of giving up on, but who knows? We'll see. Maybe. Maybe we'll be on Spotify. Right uh, right into the uh, customer service of Spotify that you'd like our uh, our podcast on there. All right. So the, uh, the promise was when we hit 1,000 five-star ratings on iTunes, I would do a podcast on my own doing, reading every review so far, of which there are 773 reviews. We are at 979 five-star ratings. So it's happening like soon. It'll happen this week. Here's what I'm saying. If you want to get – if you are a a sadist and want to get your review into that specific podcast, I would do it this week because as soon as we hit the 1,000, I'm going to do it within a couple of days because that way I'll I'll at least – cut off some reviews that happen later in the week. So we are at 979. And here is this week's uh, review. Nice podcast by Reed Kendall. Five, nice. st- five stars, yes. As time passes, the wood of Theseus' ship is, is physically and chemically weathered by energy from the sun and exposure to the atmosphere. While unnoticeably small to us, it's a different ship with every passing moment. You don't have to make a major change like switching out a plank or a sail in, in order to determine it's not the same ship. It's never the same ship because change constantly occurs. Also, what is this crazy notion of, quote, live TV or, quote, live podcast? How can something be live if it has to travel through sp- space, which takes time? Since light travels faster than sound, is what we see more live than what we hear? To me, nothing is perceived at the moment that it happens, so nothing is live. Also, Mike, please do a season of trial and error about Robert Durst and Fred Durst. This is a truly great podcast. Five stars. Okafer. Fred Durst. Yes. Okafer, crying out loud, trade him already. There you go. So when we hit 1,000 this week, I will do that podcast, which you are really not in favor of, right? That's where we are. Mm, no. Very anti that podcast. Uh, that, that review had it all, though. Yeah, it was a great review. It was really a great review. Now, some people have left really, really long reviews, like Bible verses in there to sort of screw me on the the long podcast. Now, some of our nicer listeners have volunteered. They said, hey, why don't you break it up with listeners like you did with the Hinky Letter? I think that's really not in the spirit of what I said I was going to do. And believe it or not, it's actually more work than actually just reading them. So I don't think I'm going to do that. You're going to read all of them. You made your bed. I will not listen to it. I made my bed. That's fair. <laughs> we made our respective beds. We made our respective beds, and we will go about our lives as such. Yeah. So on this episode, so we're going to rotate week to week in the off season between the jigsaw and relationship advice, which means we'll have relationship <laughs> advice. First things first. Yeah. We'll have relationship advice this this week, we got some really good uh, letters, so if you want your relationship advice, we won't read your name uh, unless you want us to. That is writesrickysanchez at gmail.com. We have LeBron to discuss, we have Kyrie to discuss, and we have a whole load of Twitter questions that we did not get to last week because we talked so much about 
other stuff last week. So, so we have all of that. So I let's do it. So I figured, gotta, gotta go, LeBron. Yeah, gotta go, LeBron. So I have some, like I have a lot to say about this. I don't know if you want to okay. go first. I don't know if you want to go first or you want me to go first. It's up to you. Uh, let me set the table. Let me pour some cold water on stuff before, and you can set the table. I can set the table with with cold water. Okay. Um. I just feel like this has happened a bunch of times. I can't think of any examples, but just like the even like John Wall wants a billboard, like that kind of thing. It's just like I feel very good about where the Sixers are, and I have a tough time mustering up much emotion or enthusiasm about this or really anything like this. You go. All right. Yeah, I have minor more in depth. Well, this all started. I believe, I believe it. Yeah, this all started when I tweeted that I would rather not win a championship without LeBron than win one with him, which is <laughs> not really, not, which is not really a choice you can make. So, <laughs> so I'll 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 go a little further into what I meant because obviously it it I my mentions were were pretty crazy when uh, and when and it's. You're is a straight troll move. No, no, well, no. I really feel that way. And here's one thing that I want to say about people were saying, "Oh, hot take, hot take, hot take." I know this is, cra- this is getting into what a hot take is or isn't. But I want to say, like, that is my opinion for me, which which is not, and I don't think anyone else needs to feel that way. Which I don't think is a hot. I think a hot take is. A championship with LeBron means less than a championship if with our own okay. homegrown talent. Those, I, I can agree with that. Okay, so yeah. those are different things. So yeah. let, let me start from the very beginning. Hot for, take semantics or something. I, I could do yeah. a whole podcast on that. Yeah, for sure. We, yeah, we I th- actually we should get a boy if there if, if there a was semanticist. A, well, if there was ever a thing that Sharp would be an expert <laughs> no. on, given no. his history, I know, no. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So all right, so let's start from the beginning. First of all, LeBron isn't coming here. And I want everyone to get that through their their skulls and their hearts and their minds. LeBron is not coming here. Let me explain to you what LeBron's tweets to Ben Simmons are about. They are about money. They are about money. They are about brand. And they are about growing his empire of clutch sports. Notice he is not tweeting at Markel Fultz. And he's not tweeting at Joel Embiid. And he's not tweeting at any other Sixers. He's tweeting at Ben Simmons because his agency represents Ben Simmons. It has and also he's friends with him. Yeah, well, and even if he wasn't friends, he'd probably act like he was fake friends because that's what they do. LeBron gets his guys paid. That's what he does. He builds their brands and gets them paid. It has nothing to do with him wanting to come here. Second thing, the reason that he doesn't want to come here has nothing to do with like that it's bad here or we're not as good as anyone else. LeBron is interested in narrative, story, and championships. You don't win championships with a bunch of kids on the roster. If he Well, comes- great, great. Great process narrative here, though. That's there's there's no better narrative in sports right now than than what happened with the Sixers. Yeah, well, yeah, I like I was told I was told that uh, about a conversation that LeBron James and Maverick Carter had once when they were talking about what team you would want to play for if you play if you were the best player in that sport. Like, what is the most epic team to play for in terms of like story and like you know what is the grandest team and they said baseball you'd want to play for the yankees and football well but but that's it here's what they said i'm not arguing or not arguing what they said i'm just telling what just let me let me get my take out here and they he said that this is wait so this is a take yeah yeah well this is a take it's not (laughs) all right all right i got the semantics button ready to go okay so and they said if you were a, a football player, you'd want to play for the Cowboys if you wanted the biggest, best, whatever. And they said this was like two years ago. If you were a basketball player, you'd want to play for the Lakers. The story about the Lakers is much greater than the story here. He's going to take a, a there's going to be other guys that go there and that's what's going to happen. He, if he so this so now we get to like why he and let me explain if he decides to come here I, I will be excited like everybody else, right? But from afar, it does not seem to me like cheering for a LeBron James team right now, and the Kyrie Irving thing sort of gets into it, is all that much fun. 
LeBron James comes here and immediate look, look, is there glory right away? Is there excitement right away? Absolutely. But then all of a sudden you start living in the LeBron James world of nonsense. And remember, I've defended and I think the guy's either the greatest or second greatest player I've ever seen in my life. He's unbelievable. But and that's on the court for another team. But like I don't want to live in a world and this is just for me. I don't want to live in a world where I have to wonder what every Instagram post means, whether he's going to stay here next year or not. I don't want everybody in the organization uh, at his beck and call and making personnel moves based on like what he tweeted during the draft. You know, yeah. I don't I don't want to be left. Shabazz Napier, K. Felder. Yeah. I, and I don't want to be left. And because you know what? He's a, a wonderful player. But it seems like as far as personnel goes, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, no. you know, and I don't want to be left with the wreckage of what a LeBron James team is afterwards, because I don't know that we have like the. And here's another thing. Sixers fans, stop acting so fucking like thirsty. Like we've been waiting for this year when we have all these young guys and all this promise forever. And we're going to spend the next year begging somebody who isn't going to come here to come here. Like I remember when Dwight Howard was about to be a free agent and a bunch of people went to the 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 Sixers and I don't know, I guess it was he was on the Magic at the time and were like holding up signs Dwight come to Philadelphia. Like I'm not going to be that. I don't want to be that. If he wants to come here great and if the organization wants to woo him and and players want to go do it, that's fine. But like when I don't want to spend the next year begging for this guy to come here. I don't want him coming here making personnel decisions. I don't want him coming here. And look, like Kyrie Irving is basically to a certain extent going like I don't want to be, you know, left alone at the end of this when you decide that there's a better story somewhere else. So really, like, I just don't want to go through all that. Honestly, if you're a Cavs fan this year, it seems like it would be miserable. Honestly, being like waking up every day wondering what the next year is going to be. And oh my God, like now we have to trade Kyrie Irving and LeBron James is going to leave and we're left with nothing. And I have to worry about whether I have to burn my jersey again this year or which jersey to burn because this guy doesn't want to commit to anything. He's a wonderful player and it's going to be annoying when, when the Lakers get him. But if, if you are giving me the chance and and let's clarify the tweet because you can't say championship non championship. If you're saying if you're saying, Spike, you can have two choices: either LeBron comes here next year or LeBron doesn't come here next year. I would choose the latter. For me, I don't want any part of it. I just like, and that doesn't mean that you have to win with only homegrown talent. It doesn't mean that you you can't sign free agents and be successful. It's this specific guy in this specific situation. No thanks. That's where. So I there's am. a. There's a lot that I agree with and a lot that I disagree with. Sure. Um, you, you and everyone else will recall the great virgin metaphor yes. of uh, 2017. <laughs> yeah. Not really so, on brand for you, by the way, at all. You know, virginity. I, well, just the the notion of only wanting virgins was just. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! High school Mike, middle school Mike is all is a different thing. Uh, I agree with a lot of that. I I think. I think you are being a little bit naive if you think that we won't eventually run into all of the problems that you think that or that it seems like LeBron teams are about. Right. You know, I feel like we're eventually going to get there anyway. Um, and I feel like a lot of a lot of superstar like players have that. Um, and you have to deal with like, are, are you making them happy enough? Paul George. That kind of thing. So, um, I think eventually we'll get there anyway. So it's not it's it's a matter of when rather than if. Um, just because three young guys eventually they're gonna get old and want to enhance their brands and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so there is, I think, there might be more of a the the window for the Sixers might be a little bit smaller than like nine years of prosperity. Right, because someone is going to at some point get cranky and want to strike out on their own, and there might have to be a James Harden trade of some sorts uh, with the Sixers. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, it'd be hilarious on the one hand if LeBron if LeBron comes here. It would be hilarious. Um, I agree with you in that respect. 
so that so that part of it I like. Um, I think that <laughs> I mean him and Simmons are a very similar player. I don't want to talk about fit with LeBron, but like just that's the funniest just say, part of they, the conversation. If they, yeah. yeah, if they um if they are that good of friends, I don't and who knows if they really are, but then maybe they'd be like, yeah, we'll just pass a ton and like cut and. Simmons will improve his shooting and whatever, whatever. But uh, you know, you got you got Dario to think about. Can LeBron and Dario mesh? Well, no, my, I'm just kidding. Um, my, my favorite part of it is he'll just come here, show the young guys how to win, and then if he leaves, he leaves. It's like you know, yeah, he's, no, I, he, I agree he comes very much. Here and some of the guys get traded, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah. ah. I agree very much that he has no idea. For as much as he is involved in the team building and management decisions he always makes the wrong decision just it's feeling it's he's he's got a lot of for as for as smart as he is and like as much as like he's a he's a very thoughtful person he he has a very like like mid-90s perspective on how to build a team it's just like guys i've heard of yeah, the, the, um, the doc rivers perspective yeah, yeah. yes exactly yeah. um but uh i don't know it'd be funny It'd be funny. Your dad did your dad was it your dad that said he's never coming here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, and now now we have we have a vested interest in in him coming here, uh, for for just a small retweet Armageddon yeah. Redux. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. He's not going to come here. I I what? So wait, I had a bunch of questions. Your the Maverick Carter Lebron James conversation. Yeah. You heard that conversation happened, and you assumed what teams they picked. No, or you know what teams, what is the I know what, what teams the, I know what teams they picked. So you probably can't say all of this. I'm assuming I you can't. can't say where you heard shit from, but yep. that's just very strange. I just want to say from a from a from a, an outsider's view, you're saying, "Hey, I heard there was a conversation." No, with- I I like I I know a person that was in this conversation. Let's put it that way. Okay. And 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 okay. by the way, LeBron is a Cowboys fan. LeBron is like probably a Yankees fan. LeBron is a like a bandwagon dude. There's none of there's none of this that is that is doubtful to me at all. You know that LeBron James, if he was a football player, would want to be on the Cowboys, and if he was on the if he was a baseball player, he'd want to be on the Yankees. Like none of go, that. I mean, he did go back to Cleveland. I know that's the best if we're talking narrative. Like that's the best. It's so weird that like self aware uh, stars being like, I'm writing my autobiography. I'm I'm writing it with my free agency decisions. Right. Right. Like. I s- it's it's very bizarre. It's like it's like peak TV for, for for like individual free agents. Well, I I I I said this. I I I I feel like you might be able to appreciate it. Every time I read one of the Players Tribune pieces about changing teams or staying somewhere, I yeah. I read it in the voice of the adult. Gordy from Stand By Me, like the Richard huh. Dreyfus, right? And that's that, but, but that's essentially what he was doing. He was writing like a story of his youth and yeah. and all that kind of I stuff. Think, I think we're gonna go with uh, um, Fred Savage. Yeah, that was you. that was the other one. That was the other one. That yeah, it could definitely be the uh, who is that? That's um, the guy from uh, from Home Alone, right? Um, the guy, David, the voice. Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so that's it. Yeah, I, it would be hilarious if he came here, and it would be yeah. it would be the the Danny Ainge memes would be pretty funny as we put like the picture of LeBron next to the picture of Gordon Hayward. <laughs> uh, do you think that LeBron and Rashawn Holmes will be able to play together? <laughs> well, LeBron's going to have to realize that Rashawn Holmes. I think in some la- in some lineups, LeBron's going to have to play center, and we'll have, we're going to have to put Holmes at, at the four. You know, yeah. it depends on the lineup. Yes, yeah, so. LeBron is. 33 now he, he's right? 32 he will be 33 he'll be 33 yeah. i've been saying this now for a number of years but eventually he's going to slow down it it has to happen it, well, it is going to happen at some point he will not continue being this good forever so i'm gonna say this quieter so Alyssa doesn't hear but it's sort of funny if he goes to the lakers and starts to get old. Yeah, yeah, that would be funny. And let me say, by the way, I have a completely different opinion of 38-year-old, uh, end of his career, fitting oh, in yes. LeBron coming in here. Yes. I'm, I 100% back that. Joe, and, Joe yeah. Johnson, LeBron? Yeah. Come on down. <laughs> 100%.
<laughs> I'd love to have Joe Johnson LeBron. <laughs> oh, my God. What a ridiculous conversation this is. Okay. All right. So let's get to the Kyrie Irving thing, which I think is interesting on a number of levels. First of all, all due credit to the NBA in never letting it die. Like this this season and off season, right when yes. the off season was about to die, Kyrie Irving, the Kyrie Irving trade demand, uh, and I've read, I don't know why I'm so interested. I've read a few articles. I read the Woj piece on it. I read, read Kevin O'Connor. I read Windhorst. I read two different Cleveland.com pieces on it, and it's from what I can gather, it sort of is a two prong thing. Yes, it's the I want to go be a star somewhere else and and not in your shadow but also it's the you're gonna leave there's no you know there's no uh, what the hell is gonna happen here i don't want to be left with this mess when you leave and you know kevin o'connor made made a really good had a really good metaphor in his column when he was like when you see the part you don't want to be like the last guy at the party so you'd rather leave you know, a half an hour early than a half an hour late. And that's what it did. It did read that Kevin has never been to a party. before. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in fairness, I've only been to like three parties ever if we're not including (laughs) birthday parties. So who wants to go to a party? So this is so wait, I want to say I want to say one thing. You said the NBA never stopping, I think is a very good point. When was the last time you thought about football? Maybe well, you have to think about it for your work, but like, yeah. I feel like there hasn't been a piece of news in football in nine months. Yeah, I mean, training Who camp cares? starts tomorrow. For well. what, a, what a terrible sport! <laughs> NBA all year round. I love the NFL. I hope it's very, very big. As and let me tell you another thing: LeBron coming to the Sixers is very good for this podcast and very good for my business as well. Very, very good for my I my know, work life as well. I mean, you don't have to say. You don't have to keep bringing up WIP like you always do. <laughs> you did your WIP agenda. You did. All right. So Kyrie Irving, two things. First of all, the the fact that he wants to go to a different team, and then. Let's talk about the notion of the Sixers trading for him because I do think that they would consider it definitely. Whether uh, I, I I don't I think it's I think it's I think it's both. I think you're right. I think it's a lot of it's like well fuck this man you come in here it's your team I'm gonna get out first I'm not gonna be holding the bag but uh, if I'm if I'm Cleveland I mean there's so much bullshit that's going on with the Cavs Dan Gilbert's a fucking moron um, there's a sense of like. Okay, we'll prepare for the future and start to rebuild and like you know have a couple of young guys and flexible stuff and you gotta no, you you're there. You are the you are at the top of the mountain and you are holding on for dear life. You gotta continue to go get a title, whatever it takes to keep LeBron and Kyrie and add people, or if it if you have to trade Kyrie for like it's got to be for win now players. Like the next eight years of Cleveland. After LeBron leaves, is done. No matter what you do, you're fucked. It's over. So try this. I'm. You know, I'm not a win now guy. But like, you're there, guys. It's not going to get better. It is only going to get very bad. And they don't have their picks for a long time. Like, just do everything for now, and then sell the team immediately, or just move out of Cleveland because it's going to be a horrible eight years in Cleveland, and it's like worse probably worse than what Brooklyn is has been doing or at least as at least as bad but just just go for it what are we doing what's the what's the best thing that can happen come on what do you think about that <laughs> i don't know uh okay. well i do think there were some interesting protections on the picks they traded whereas if they're terrible they get them i would have to look at this but i think that they they top 10 protected a couple of those picks and um so I, you know, if he wants to leave, he wants to leave. I think it's a a smart move by Kyrie Irving, almost in that if LeBron is definitely going to leave, then get out of there because you don't want to be left with that nonsense with like a yeah. a giant J.R. Smith contract and Tristan. By the way, that's another thing. You know, LeBron came in there and got his his boys paid. And then, uh, and then he's like, "All right, have fun with the Tristan Thompson and, and J.R. Smith contracts. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm glad that you have to pay them each a ton of money. And Tristan Thompson is pretty good, but you know, on a on a not good team, <laughs> now he's the second best player. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so wait, are they are they clutch guys too? Yes, they are. 
they are. It's I. This is the. I feel like this is where you and Sharp really excel in the like back dealing <laughs> yeah, agent the, stuff. Yeah. And I really don't like it. It makes me upset. Well, I it, wish I liked. I wish I could enjoy it, and it just makes me like upset. Well, I think I'm still like. I think I'm somewhere inside of me. There's still a 15 year old boy who just wants to watch players play basketball and like want to win, and also thinks that. I only want to have sex with virgins. That's the those those are the things <laughs> I still think somewhere, and that's just the way it's going to be. Well, this is it. The agent power is an extension of player power, basically. It's a it yes. Like I I put agents which I do players, support, of course. Yeah, of, of course. It's it's it is what it is. You know, it somebody everyone everyone's trying to power play and everybody's trying to maneuver and it's just a matter of who it is and and where it is and we we as fans are sort of stuck in the middle which is a a bummer you know um but i you know the Kyrie thing i i think is smart for him i saw the teams that he wanted to go to which was like sort of interesting i think if you're the, the Knicks? The, well i mean yeah i don't know maybe they're on every list i i don't know sure. what is the Knicks, spurs wolves and there were six teams. There was uh, well the Bulls before they traded Butler. There's yeah. the the Knicks, the Spurs, the Wolves, and there were two other teams. I think there were six total teams on there. And then well the Spurs are interesting, but they don't have anything to trade. You know the Wolves. I mean, they, Marcus. Yeah, I know. But if you're, that doesn't help you if you're. Uh, yeah, it would have to be like a three teamer with like Phoenix, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if you're the, the the Cavs and he definitely is demanding it, then you go out and you say, okay, well, let's hold an auction. Oh, let's, Miami, yeah. Miami, Miami. Oh, Miami, right? Uh, which I think could be interesting. You know, I, yeah. you know, if the Ca- like. if the Cavs got you know um, my boy and uh, and Hassan Whiteside and <laughs> just just saying my just saying my boy. Do you mean waiters? N- no, no, I oh, mean Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. And I think it's hilarious. Uh, reuniting Kyrie Irving and Deion Waiters in, on some level, True. considering and also in Miami where LeBron left, I think is that that's look narrative wise. Talk to me. So and then it comes to the Sixers, and here's what I'll say because a bunch of <laughs> just, just the team that only Sixers fans are talking about. Like, how does this affect the Sixers? Here we go. Well, like, well, the, every- the, the Sixers have to get in there and think about making an offer, whether he wants to come here or not. He's got two years. He doesn't have a no trade clause. Like, I don't know. I just, just know? I've just never liked Kyrie. I just never have. Wait, I don't like him at all. You know, I don't. He's he is plainly skilled, and I think as a player, he's plainly skilled. Him. You don't mean like he has plain skills. You mean no. like no? I mean plainly, comma. Yeah, I he mean, is very skilled. Correct. Obviously, rather he is very skilled. But the reason why I always called him an overblown six man is because his skills are that of a six man, a prototypic six man, in that he doesn't guard anybody, he doesn't get anybody else involved, but he is a fantastic scorer. The problem is, is that if he is your alpha number one guy, it's really tough. You need a very specific roster. Now, yeah. I could, you could argue a lot of the things that people brought up is would you trade Ben Simmons for him? Well, no, because I would want to have Ben Simmons with him. I think the trade is, you know, would you trade Fultz and a pick for him? Because now that doesn't help Cleveland really because Markel Fultz doesn't help them win a championship this year. But um, but if you're going to look at the trade, he fits better with a guy like Simmons than he does without a guy like Simmons. Now, I do think Minnesota on some level, you know, um, uh, I think uh, he said it before that, um, what's his name? Jimmy Butler sort of thinks he's a point guard. So playing Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving in the same backcourt, I think is kind of interesting, you know. But um, I, I don't know. Would you trade... Would you trade um, our pick? Would you trade our pick next year and Markel Fultz for Kyrie Irving? Um, and of course, I just can't see. I just can't see Cleveland doing it without Jaleel in there. <laughs> right? No, I don't want to give up Jaleel. Anything to <laughs> giving up Jaleel. Right? Would, uh, would I trade Markel Fultz and the Sixers' own first-round pick? Next year. And salary filler, obviously, because you'd need to, I think. Oh, no, you wouldn't need to because we can just take it on this year. Everyone in the Sixers is probably too good for salary filler. Yeah. Uh, for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. So our, it would be Kyrie Redick. Yep. Covington. Yep. Simmons Embiid. Right. 
Okay, that's a very good team. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say no to, isn't it? Hard to say no to. Um, Kyrie is an incredible finisher. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of its shot selection is, is why I don't like him. Obviously, he doesn't play a ton of D. Um, I think there's a world where where he play playing out away from LeBron on a consistent basis would help him with like actual teammates, not like Dante Jones and a uh, statue of James Jones uh, would allow him to be a better distributor. I think, I mean, he's only 25. He should, he should be able to be better at that. Um, I don't know. I kind of don't answer the question. <laughs> I just, I just would rather not be faced with the question. Right. Um, Cause I like, I just, I feel good about what the Sixers are doing. I feel like the East is crumbling anyway. So there's no, there's no rush to like quick bring in Kyrie and let's like ramp this up. Uh, I, I probably, I probably say no, not on the basis of, uh, of like what's like skill wise, but just like, let's not fuck up a thing that is going well. And throw uh, throw a more immediate wrench into it. He does is, that make sense? Yeah, he has hurt a lot. He does. Uh, he does affect your ability to, uh, un- unless you can include salary in the trade. He affects your ability to do the Covington thing this year because of what he's making and what you'd be taking on in that deal. Like you'd be <laughs> you'd be taking on you know fifteen million dollars in additional in additional salary this year, so you'd have to do that after the year i I don't know i I think I would do it, but I wouldn't like it yeah you know i don't prob- I, I mean it's probably where I'm at, but yeah, I would like to like things yeah, I want to love it I don't love it, but I think I would do it where I just think like do you, do you things think just so don't need to. I mean, may, maybe that's a short-sighted thing, or or maybe that's a that's like a, I'm being too precious. But we're in a very good situation. The East is falling apart. Like, very good chance that we that the Sixers make the playoffs this year. And if things continue to go well, like there there is like for sure a road to grab a free agent and path to Eastern Conference like contention the following year. So. I just don't – I don't know that like putting a clock on it with Kyrie and uh, and and losing – I mean Fultz I, – I think Fultz profiles to be a much better defender than Kyrie and I like that switch on everybody sort of thing. Uh, I, I, even though it might be better in the short term, it it, it might not be worth it to, to potentially throw a – Throw a, a ticking, ticking clock on it. In the long term. Do you think they will trade him, Kyrie? Yeah. Um, no, I don't. Hmm. I, do. I do, I do, but we'll see. It's interesting. It was a nice little story. Nice little story this week. All right, let's let's do the LL Pavorsky spot. Then we will come back with relationship advice and Twitter questions. All right. So the 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 only sponsor of the Right Sariki Sanchez podcast is LL Pavorsky Jewelers. Now I know I talk about this ver- very casually sometimes, you know, like that you already know what LL Pavorsky Jewelers is. Well, let me let me talk about it as if you don't. He's a jeweler. He is at Seventh and Walnut in Philadelphia, and he is not only a jeweler. I mean, and the jewelry store. Let me talk about it. The store itself. Very nice, very nice store. Not a intimidating place like many jewelry stores can be. Like some places you go in, there's 75 salespeople in there. They're they're right on your ass as soon as you walk in there. Um, that's not LL. LL is like one or two guys in there. It is a uh, a quaint yet classy little store. So then, then we talk about LL, who is the owner of the jewelry store, who will be who will wait on you hand and foot. And this guy has been with us since the beginning. Now, let me tell you about the people who have bought from LL. We have now had 44 Right Sariki Sanchez listeners buy engagement rings from LL Pavorsky. An unbelievable number. He also 
gave an engagement ring to a rights to Ricky Sanchez listener. And that <laughs> couple, Alan and Chandler, will be married next year. So that's 45 By people, whom? By me, actually. <laughs> so that is 45 couples now who will be married with a ring that, that they got from L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers from hearing about it on our podcast. He is a, a gem of a guy. He is – there will be no pressure when you go in there. He will, he will make the, uh, the process of buying the ring one that you'll enjoy and feel good about and not one that will be intimidating and scary and full of pressure. And no matter what you want to spend, uh, he will be able to come up with a ring that suits your needs. If you want to buy a ring from LL, make an appointment before you go in there. Call the shop, 215-627-2252. Send him an email. Go to llpavorsky.com. Send him an email from there or tweet him at llpavorsky. And for every podcast, as our sponsor, LL makes generous donations to the Alzheimer's Association of the Delaware Valley and the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. LL Pavorsky Jewelers. Everyday suit. Everyday prices. Isn't that somebody else's? I don't know, but Lee wears a suit every day. So. Oh, yeah. He does wear a I, suit every I day. I co-opted it. He right. wore a suit to Summer League. That's not surprising. I know. Yeah, he's always. Imagine it's it's, one hundred and fifteen degrees. Summer Vegas, LL showing up to watch some hot summer jazz, summer Pacers. No, the Pacers weren't even there. Anyway, yeah, he's just committed. Yeah, he is committed to the look, committed to the the cause. So, what do you want to do first? The Twitter questions or relationship advice? Twitter questions. Okay. All right. So these were from last week. We never got to any of them. Philip asked for them on Twitter. And um, so here we go. This is from at Max G Barnett. Any chance that McConnell Sarich, that the McConnell Sarich JJ uh, Joel Covington lineup will be more productive than Fultz and Simmons plus JJ Joel and Cove early in the season? Uh, I think that's possible for sure. Sure. Yeah. Every lineup that TJ's in is more successful. What yeah. kind of question is that? Yeah. Well, and you know, I think I think the Fultz, Fultz and Simmons are going to have a little. It's going to yeah. take a little while to figure that out. You know. Um, sure. This is from at Ravi Ravi Katri five. Which of the three, and I assume that is Simmons, Fultz, and Embiid, is most likely to leave for a super team in free agency? Assuming the Sixers don't become a super team, my money is on Simmons. Yeah, I think that's I think smart money's on on Simmons being being that guy. For for some reasons we talked about earlier. You think he might be a shithead? Maybe. I don't know that he's a shithead. Uh um, I said might be. Yeah, might be. You never know. Uh this is from uh one of our all time most dedicated listeners, uh Marty Teller. What are the tea leaves saying about next summer? Some weird maneuvering by teams and players. Spurs can clear their books, LeBron James to LA. Does that mean Clay Thompson to Philadelphia? Um, I think it means that LeBron will end up on a new super team. Um, did you see Wall said he's Wall is going to sign the extension with the Wizards? Yeah. So I think the that LeBron's going to be on a super team, and I think the Sixers are going to be in play for somebody very, very important. Maybe Clay Thompson is that person. I think Clay Thompson will be on a different team. Not this season, but next season. So I think there's a lot going on. I think it's really possible that if the Chris Paul, if Houston thing isn't awesome, that he just goes somewhere else too. That's why he didn't sign an extension. So hmm. I think we could see a lot of movement next year. Uh, what if? What about LeBron going to DC? <laughs> no way. There's no, you don't no, think so? No. Well, they don't have any. They're capped out. How do they do? Who do they? What do they do? So I I don't know if I've told you this before. And I don't know if he's going to be happy about it, but I don't care. Uh, Sharps, wedding, you know, the people have wedding websites and stuff. Yeah. It, the password to his wedding website, his his fian- then fiance now wife Alice. Oh no. Uh, made made it about uh, Durant going to DC. Ah! <laughs> and then so for months after Durant had gone to Golden State, you go on the wedding password. And you have to type in that he, that it, the, whatever the password is about going to DC. Uh, so oh my God, he's cursing you right now as he listens. It's to this. so good. I love it. I can't. I bring it up every time I talk to him. So sad. So sad. Uh, LeBron to DC. Get someone sharp. Get married again. Put it in there. 
Um, this is from at. This is a sharp, heavy podcast. It is. He's never going to be on it. Yeah. Uh, this is from at Scouse Roar. Um, why do we have to deal with Ja when we could just have Bolden in there right now if we just wave Ja? They're never wave. They're not waving Ja. I'm telling you, there's no way. It's a bad. Yeah. It's a bad look for for Okafer. I don't think they would do that to him. And they can just let the year play through. Um, I, I, I think- mean, if no one's willing to trade a second round pick for him, then he doesn't have a place in the NBA. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think somebody would rather just not give a second round pick for him and sign him next year. You know, he'll be a free agent anyway. I mean, I think they would renounce. I don't think they would. I don't think they'd give him a qualifying offer. And I don't think they're too upset with Bolden going overseas for a year. No, no, no. And I'm and I'm not either. He's playing he'll be playing in Tel Aviv. Um it's a legitimate league for him to be in. Um I'm I'm excited about Jonah Bolden and glad he's not here this year. There's like there's a lot of there's a lot of action. There's a lot of action going on. And he's a and he's a higher a higher upside thing, so let's let's not uh, let's not like throw him in there with all the other guys we got going on. Let's let's stagger it a bit. Yeah, you you want the pipeline, right? I mean, yeah. you want you, that. That's the whole. That's how you have success for a number and a number of years is by having that pipeline too. So yeah, this is from iHorsey six six six. When's the right Ricky Sanchez trip to London being announced? It's not happening. I'm not going to London with everyone. I'm sorry. I love everyone, but I'm not doing that. Um, from at D Leica. This really isn't a question, but went on a first date and the girl told me I really just need to trust the process. Is that marriage material? Um, well, it's not not marriage material. Your opinion? Sure. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Go for it, man. Yeah. Uh, this is from PJ Reduta. What are some of your favorite romantic comedies? Um, you want to go or you want me to go? Well, I, so there's a. It's weird as in the the classic romantic comedy doesn't really exist anymore, and I don't know what's called a romantic comedy and what isn't. So yeah. I think as far as classic style romantic comedies go, I really really enjoy Notting Hill. <laughs> sure. And, uh, I think is great. I is like when Harry Met Sally is a very very good movie. Yep. Uh, is the Wedding Singer a romantic comedy? I think it yes. is. Yeah, I, I love that. Yes. I love that movie. Is forgetting Sarah Marshall a romantic comedy? Uh, absolutely. Then I think that's wonderful too. And yeah. you know, I really, really like the one. And of course, I forget the name of it with um, Steve Carell, and uh, that came out and and uh, that just came out a few years ago, um, where he's right. crazy, the, stupid love. Yeah, I really like that movie. I I don't know why I like it, but I really I could watch that movie a million times. I really yeah, like it. very watchable movie. Uh, chase, chasing and chasing Amy is probably one of my and these these are iffy as to whether I guess they're they're not typical romantic comedies, but chasing Amy and uh, Punch Drunk Love are two of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, Punch Drunk Love is a very strange movie, but yeah, I wouldn't put that as a romantic comedy. But okay. Um, yeah. And I just saw The Big Sick, and it was really, really good. It's and very good. Yeah. See The Big Sick. Yeah, good movie. All right. Um, doo, 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 doo. Um, this is from Eric Luck. Oh, now another another Bolden commercial. Uh, this is from 21st Henchery. Which Sixer would you want in the Home Run Derby? Uh, related, which Sixer would be best at throwing out a first pitch at a Phillies game? Man, off. <laughs> Off, Twitter questions in off-season form. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, who would be good at it? I would want to see Dario do it. I think he'd be very bad, and I, I really enjoy that. Um, who'd be good? Are we talking about home run derby or throwing out a first pitch? Throwing, throwing, throwing. Yeah. Um, Redick would be good, right? Yeah, he's a very compact person. That's the um, exact word I was going to use, yeah. Yeah, I could see... You could see Justin Anderson having like a a good arm. He'd throw like a spaz. He'd throw like eighty five yeah. miles an hour into the crowd, right? I mean that's a, Yeah. That's it could go either way. High variance. And uh in terms of hitting Um Rashawn would swing hard. Swing dunk hard swing hard. Yeah, and, and with that long stroke, if he actually made contact, it feels like it would go a long way. Yeah. T T J could easily be a second baseman. Yeah. Just like with with a gap power, yeah, and that's it. 
This is from JMac1493. Who would benefit more from playing in the D League versus the NBA, TLC or Corkmas? Um, I think Corkmas because I think that Luau is already a pretty good player when he's like the fourth or fifth option. Can run out and transition. He like you want you want him. I think he would develop bad habits in the D League because he's not like a primary scorer guy. Um, and I think Corkmas could be more of a go-to scoring option, and you want him to get his reps and continue to improve there. So I'd I'd rather TLC play with talent around him so he can keep filling his role, and Corkmas to keep working on becoming the guy and seeing if he could be maybe. Uh, a legitimate scoring option. Yeah, I agree with your opinion. Reasoning slightly different is just that I think that Korkmaz playing in the D-League is just going to get him more reps, and I believe in him more, and I'd rather he get more reps. So sort of similar, but I, I think he has more of a chance to be effective, and I think the D-League just getting, just playing could be, uh, could be, could help him more. This is from at Hinky was cool. If it's the ultimate game, why are they playing it again next year? <laughs> That's a great question. It's a great question. One that we don't really have the answer to, I think. <laughs> this is from Paul Smith, 11110. You wake up tomorrow morning, and the Sixers have traded Dario Saric and Jared Bayless for Carmelo Anthony. What would be your thoughts? Uh, it'd be weird. It'd be weird. It would be weird. I think uh, if you could convince Melo to like be a catch and shoot guy and like defend dudes and and be uh, be our Joe Johnson, we're just I'm just looking for our Joe Johnson, man. That's it. <laughs> Who can? Everybody's be our looking Joe for Johnson? their Joe Johnson. I'm looking for mine. Um, I wouldn't be pumped about it. Yeah. By the, <laughs> That's what I'll say. By the way, I, yeah, I don't think he fits right now, but I, I sort of love old Mellow. You know, I, I didn't love mid-career Mellow or early Mellow, but I like I like aging Mellow for some reason. I feel bad for him. The, uh, the oh man, I fucking missed it. I missed what I was going to say. I had it and it was gone. Oh. Uh, Dario Porzingis. No. Would oh, would be funny. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say was um, just about um, – uh, our, our Joe Johnson. For some reason, it reminded me of Luke Richard Bamute. And mm-hmm. I want to give credit to the Sixers letting him fire away the year that he was here from three because somehow it's made Luke Richard Bamute thought of as a three and D player when he was yeah. just a D player before. And he shot 39. I don't think he's really a 39% from three guy, but that's what he shot last year. And he's he thought, was wide open. Yeah, so yeah. Let it fly, Luke. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that, Okafor, question. Per sources, Simmons is still in Vegas draining three after three. Are you <laughs> at all encouraged, or does the empty gym theory still apply? Uh, we addressed this last year, last week, I think. Yeah, I just want him to be working on his shot all of the time. And I have questions as to whether or not that was happening. Seeing any clips, I will take any and all clips of him hitting threes and practicing threes. Send them to me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, I have that, a question. Yeah, go who's, ahead. Who's your ideal? Say, say every everybody's healthy this year. The Sixers get the sixth seed, uh, losing the first round to se- in seven games to the Wizards. Um, everybody's healthy, feeling good. Redick and Amir Johnson are expiring. Um, Whatever, whatever. Who is your ideal free agent signing for next year? Uh, ideal free agent signing. Yeah. Um, Assuming they max Embiid, you feel he has a great season. You feel or whenever it happens, you're like, yes. Done. Well, I, I don't have, I don't know who's going to be a free agent. I think. And Covington is here as well. Covington, Covington signs for reasonable, let's say like sixteen million. I don't know who's going to be a free agent. I haven't looked at next year's free agents. So I don't I guess I don't have a good answer. What's your answer? Um almost everybody in the league is a free agent next year. It's gonna be insane. Uh, um I would say my ideal is Avery Bradley. I don't think that's surprising. Yeah, he's hurt a lot. 
I don't mm-hmm. know. He's hurt a lot. I'd be worried giving him a ton of money. Would you rather sign Avery Bradley or trade for Clay Thompson? Mm. I'd rather have Clay Thompson. Yeah, I think that's. I don't think that, I don't think that's a take. Um, how much would it cost? It would cost a lot to trade for Clay Thompson. I think. Yeah, I think so. To the point where they might not do it unless we include one of our guys. Yeah. I don't think Dario would do it. I don't know. No, I so don't probably think just, Probably just signing Avery Bradley. Yeah, that would be a good I mean, it's a very it, – it feels like all of uh, the process people would be all on board with signing. You know, he's very he's, – he's a very on-brand. Yeah, I mean, it's, can I just talk for two seconds about how right I was about Donovan Mitchell? I know it's Summer League, but Spike, well, I – Spike, I need there should be some sort of ceremony. I had I was I, mean, I was ahead of the Donovan Mitchell curve. I was so ahead of it. I mean, I you feel had great him, about it. You had him fifth. Yeah. Well. And Dennis like Smith a... second. I had him ahead. I had. I mean, I feel great. And people are going to say Lonzo. Look, here's the thing: if someone that you like is successful in summer league, you brag about it. Yes. If someone you don't like it's is successful summer in summer league. It's fucking summer league. Right. Well, that it doesn't count. All right, three three quick Twitter questions to finish up, and then we'll do relationship advice. Uh, if if you got to wake up and redraft tomorrow, and you had the first pick, would you take Lonzo Ball? No. Okay. And that is from Handy Mayhem. No. Uh, okay. All right. I'm just saying. Um, okay. Two more. Uh, this is from. Ala Abdelnabi's wife and dedicated listener Celeste Abdelnabi. She said DJ, but I think she means TJ. Predictions for TJ's hair this season. I mean, we don't we have it. We got to get Ala on the podcast. See what he's about. Yeah, I would love to have Ala um, on the podcast. I think that's TJ's yeah. hair. Yeah, I think he goes back to basics. I think he shaves it. Well, I think it's shaved off. Yeah, because here's the thing: by the time the season starts, his wedding will be over, and he can go back to. Not worrying about wedding pictures and stuff like that. And know? maybe gaining some weight. Yes. <laughs> sort of checking out physically. I have not done that, and I've been married nearly three years. And I run every day. So I expect TJ will, will do the same. And finally, this one's for Mike. Um, fuck, kill, marry. TJ McConnell, Hollis Thompson, Joel Embiid, and why? Okay. So this is about who I find physically attractive. Yeah. Um, I, I'd probably fuck Embiid. I'd, pro- I'd have to marry Hollis and then I'd yeah. have to kill TJ. Oh, wow. That's a sad way to end it. <laughs> hey, man. Look, you give me the options, I'll make the picks. Okay, here we go. And we got two relationship advice questions that were sort of the same. So, all right, anyway, let's do... Oh, I forgot about the song. So, let's do relationship advice. I keep my heart under my pillow with my teeth Of course, the relationship advice theme song is by Philadelphia recording artist Eliza Hardy-Jones. Thank you, Eliza. Here is the question. Hi, Spike and Mike. I've been in a relationship for about eight months now. I have always planned on going overseas for a few years once I was in my mid-20s. I'm almost there now. This is still the plan, and I've expressed this to my girlfriend, but we haven't discussed it in a while. I would love for her to come with me, but I don't think she has the same goals. I'm not sure how to approach this and would really appreciate some advice. Thanks, X. Uh, I think you sit down, you talk about it. You try to, if, if you're, if, if there's a confident, like, let's do this, let's go overseas for, do you think a couple years? Yeah. Uh, and work or just travel? I don't know. I, he says he wants to go on overseas for a few years, so he probably yeah. just have a life over there. I, I admire people who are just like, yeah, I'll go overseas and I'll find a job. You know, I love it. Yeah, uh, I would, I, I would do that, and I would uh, look. Let's look at the odds here because we're 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 a Sixers podcast. You gotta you gotta crunch the numbers and get in there. Odds are, if you're not in your mid twenties yet, if you're 22, 23, whatever, you, the relationship you are in. You will not continue to be in forever. Right. So 
if the, if we're if we're operating under that assumption that like the odds are it's probably not going to happen, then you have to look at okay when I look back at my life, am I going to be upset that I dated this girl for a little bit longer or that I didn't go live in you know whatever Europe for a year or two? And I think I think you just got to go if uh, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Either she comes with or. You connect back up when you when you get back. Um, I think you have a frank conversation about it, and uh, and then you go from there. And then you uh, go where the wind takes you. Be young, man. I agree with a lot of that. I am a I'm I'm conflicted on this because I feel like I'm sort of a romantic in that I think love is awesome, and but I also agree with you in that the relationship that you're in in your early twenties. Here's the thing is, is that you change. I'm 40 and I'll be 41 in a little while. And I, looking back on the last 20 years, I was a very different person at 22 than I was at 26, 26 at 30. You know, like every five or six years, I feel like I'm a really different person. So the, the thought of being with the same person now that I was with when I was 22 or something is crazy. Because I've changed so much, and what are the odds that you're both going to change so much together? But you can't go into relationships thinking that way. I guess what I would say is this. If you're even considering going overseas without her, then go, then go overseas without her. If it were, if were a situation in which you couldn't imagine going overseas without her, I would say then, okay, then don't. Then you can always go when you're, go when you're 25, you know, or go when you're 26, or go when you're 27, and, and see where this takes you. But I, I think these things sort of sort themselves out on their own sometimes. And her, her unwillingness to go with you and your willingness to go alone would say to me that you're both willing to to do well, your I, own I don't, thing. I, I think. don't think that, you know, she's got her own life. I don't think you have to be like, uh, hey, it's it's this or it's, if, if you're not willing to drop everything and go to Europe with me for two years, um, you, know, you got to respect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that it's a bad thing. I think that, the, that uh, to the same end, his willingness to go without her says something. Yeah. You know, even yeah. the fact that he would think of it and her her willingness to not go. You know, I went through this about nine years ago. No, about five years, five or six years ago when my wife and I had been dating for a couple of years. We didn't live together, nothing. I got offered, after YSP went off the air, I got offered a job in Los Angeles, a really good job. And she initially didn't want to go, and she was telling me, just go without me, which I wouldn't have done. So I told her, I'm not going to go if you don't go. And eventually, she said she'd go. And then eventually, I just didn't take the job anyway. But I think these things sometimes just sort themselves out and think about, would I go without her? And if you would, then just then go. And if it's meant to be, it'll, it'll be. What I what I would say is don't don't like limp into the playoffs, and like decide to both go and then yes, then she'll with an inevitable inevitable breakup like a month and a half in, and then you guys are both like living in like Morocco, yeah, and sort of not trying to avoid each other and yeah. don't know anybody else in the city. You don't want to make a decision that is going to mean that you're going to resent each other for the rest of your lives for it. So, all right, that's all I got. Uh, that's great i feel like we got there yeah let's do the uh, and uh next week we'll have somebody on the podcast we are we're all set now that we have lebron and Kyrie out of the way unless we trade for Kyrie, and then we're going to have to do a normal podcast next week but we're ready for the off season so we have you know six or seven full off season weeks coming coming right at you oh uh, excuse me so uh that's all i got is it all you got all i got this has your off season mode man yeah here we go this has I been. I feel like something's gonna happen. Some always. Happens. I just, I just, I just got a, I just got a, a tingling. I feel like something's gonna happen, and uh, and maybe, maybe this is, maybe this is the Okafor thing. Maybe there's a team out there that thinks that they need a little bit more of a splash in the off season, a little change of scenery action. I think we're there. This has been the Rice to Ricky Sanchez podcast, proudly brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, where Rice to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. 707 Walnut in Philly, always at LLPavorsky.com. Are you down with TTP? Nope. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. See ya. Yeah. Like I said, Get out now.
dealing. Mm. Can't explain why I feel what I'm feeling. Huh. I got so many, many things on my mind. It's complex, but I'm about to kick the full effects. So back up, back up, let me get my chain of thorn.